Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is an apostrophe podcast production. Here's one little question that has no simple answer. How does being alone bring us closer? My name is Peg Fong. I'm a journalist and an educator. Come join me as we explore loneliness together. For this last episode of the season, let's start at the end. We are alone. But that doesn't mean we are on our own. Over this last year of the pandemic and this first season of the show, we heard from others who were also curious. What can loneliness tell us about who we are right now? And people all over the world and from all different disciplines shared their ideas and their thoughts about solitude. And they challenged some stereotypes we might have had about loneliness. Over the last 24 episodes, we explored what it means to be alone, the art it helped create, the stories it led writers to tell, the songs that emerged from loneliness, and the pain it caused, and ultimately the new paths it led to. Loneliness can lead to inspiration, like how diners are a place for the lonely to gather and to be on their own, as Edward Hopper observed in his painting, Nighthawks. Writer Michael Tisserand in New Orleans noticed in the first days of the pandemic how we are all Edward Hopper paintings now, as we stared from inside our interiors to the empty world outside. But as historian Will Harris at the International Civil Rights Center and Museum in Greensboro, North Carolina shared, not all diners were the same. 
For some, like in the New York diner set in the early days of the Second World War, depicted by Edward Hopper, they were shelters from being alone on your own. But in many other places, for decades before the civil rights movement, lunch counters were places that were physical representation of an imaginary distinction and a real separation and racial segregation. You could sit and get service, but only if you were white. To do something about that, scholar Will Harris says, required a historic loneliness. And for the Greensboro Four, four college students, Joseph McNeil, Franklin McCain, David Richmond, and Jabril Kazan, they sat alone in the Woolworth Diner in downtown Greensboro and sparked a movement. Sometimes sitting down is taking a stand and standing up for what is right. It may feel lonely at first, but it may inspire others to join in. Doing something on your own and hoping others join in was the inspiration for Sandra Samuels Allen, who, feeling alone one New Year's Eve, decided she was going to walk her way out of loneliness. She just had to take those first steps by herself. Today, hundreds of people in her town of Rochester are part of a walking group Sandra began in her darkest days. In another UK town, Froome, residents and organizers found one certain way of ending loneliness, putting the strength of a community into connecting people with each other. One-on-one connections helped millions of people over the last year connect and reconnect through letters. Postal services around the world noted an increase in letters and mail deliveries as many of us wrote our way out of loneliness by making new friends and finding old ones through writing letters. Reconnections happen in different ways and through the lens of trying to understand why we are alone and what we can know about it. I reread passages in books I already thought I knew and loved and they took on new meaning for me in the year of COVID. In The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum, orphan Dorothy Gale's world in her bland Kansas aptly describes the gray and loneliness abandoned orphans expressed when they were in their facilities. Researchers have found that babies respond when they receive interaction from someone else. When there's no reaction or response, their worlds stay bland, gray, but smile back at a baby smile, laugh when they laugh, and the world inside their brains go into technicolor. The book came out in 1900, and the even more famous movie starring Judy Garland as Dorothy premiered in black and white and technicolor in 1939. It was long before anyone knew how the human brain processed isolation. You can live through it as Isidore Ruckel did. He arrived in the U.S. as an 11-year-old after he was abandoned by his parents as an infant and sent to live in one of the hundreds of orphanages that housed hundreds of thousands of abandoned children in the era of dictator Nikolai Ceausescu. 
Isidore spent a decade in a Romanian orphanage, and that isolation had an impact that still lingers for him to this day, now that he's in his 40s. Babies who have been left alone suffer lasting damage. But what happens for those who are on their own late in life? This was the case for Tony Williams, an elderly widower who lived in the UK. You may remember he told us his story about what his life was like after his wife Joe died at the beginning of the pandemic from cancer. It was the sudden realization that he was alone with no one around him during the early days of the pandemic that drove Mr. Williams to an act of quiet, solitary desperation. He put a sign in his window asking people to reach out to him. The unremitting silence 24 hours a day was unbearable torture. But then something happened. While none of his neighbors responded, Mr. Williams' plea caught the attention of complete strangers. Kindness from others changed Tony Williams' life, from one of solitude to a different one. Late in his life, when he believed there was only loneliness left, there was new purpose. The way out of loneliness was to change that first part, loneliness to kindness. From I'm lonely to are you lonely? How can I help? Once he tapped into that reservoir of kindness, Tony Williams found it was a better source to draw on than loneliness. Loneliness can be a good draw for certain occupations we learned this season. Like for spies, they're recruited to do their jobs because they're loners. It's an occupational requirement, as former spy Tracy Walder told us, and it allows them to do their jobs. Same with superheroes. Their isolation from others imposed on them, and they impose on themselves, give them their superpower. And the origin stories of superheroes tell us that it's good to be alone, that we all need to have periods of times, our own fortress of solitude, where we can be away from others, in order to know what our own superpower is. There is power and comfort in loneliness, as we found out in an episode about why we seek comfort food when we are alone. The same neurons associated with cravings are the same ones that are sparked by isolation and solitude. And we can also take comfort in being on our own in nature. Survivor man Les Stroud reminds us that loneliness can wear us down when we are alone with no one around. Before we build campfires and shelters, we can build ourselves up to know that survival is possible when we are alone. Reaching out to a child alone and afraid wasn't the intention of Kelly Kenny when she came across a fairy garden in Los Angeles during the pandemic, when she was walking at night by herself to ward off her own loneliness. But finding that garden and discovering it was created by a little girl named Eliana Pauls, who hoped fairies would move in, gave Kelly an idea. 
she could use her imagination to shape the imagination of someone else. Kelly became Sapphire the Fairy, a creation that so captivated Eliana that her imaginary friend became her best friend. For eight months during the most isolating time in the pandemic, for one little girl, a fairy watched over her. And for Kelly, who had for a while stopped believing in the goodness of humans, she found her way from loneliness through imagination. No Need to Imagine It will be right back. In another episode from Season 1, as with books, we gained new meaning through the perspective of music. That was episode number 18. In loneliness, in song lyrics, we may have all heard new things. We wanted to find out, in researching the music episode, what's the loneliest musical genre of all. Experts suggested heavy metal, country, silent disco, and many of them settled on shoegaze. The conclusion was the loneliest music of all was the song that brought you back to a time when you heard it and you felt alone because of the association that only you could have with it. As music journalist Lisa Christensen pointed out, a long night can be a beautiful thing when you're not lonely, but it is miserable if you're feeling alone. Did you ever hear a robin weep when the leaves are about to die? When you're alone, the songs of birds are so lonesome you will cry. We name-dropped some famous real-life people in our stories. Jimi Hendrix and his lessons from the Chitlin Circuit on how we can deal with boredom. Brian May and Freddie Mercury on how Queen wrote their biggest anthems when their fans reminded them that they were not alone. Norwegian painter Edvard Munch, whose work The Scream from Nature, told us that healing from loneliness can begin in the outdoors. Julia Roberts' reinvention in Pretty Woman and Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's showed why clothes protect and connect. We saw loneliness not as an endpoint, but the beginning of exploration. And it led us to the far reaches of the galaxy through science fiction, where we explored whether we really are alone. And outer space led us to inner spaces and how design can open the door out of loneliness. From the Hermit Kingdom in Korea, where we crash-landed on loneliness through K-dramas, to the hermit lives of Yoda and Thoreau. And we're not done with hermits. Next season, we'll take you into the lives of hermit crabs and hermit crab breeders, and the lesson they can tell us about carrying your own loneliness with you on your back. There's more to explore on that topic in Season 2, where we'll wonder about the meaning of zero, and is there a geometry to being alone? What is the shape of loneliness? And how creativity requires solitude. We interview artists about how they use loneliness as their spark to make and create. And ultra-athletes on the lonely track they compete in. And adventurers and explorers on the treks they make on their own. 
other episodes we'll tackle in Season 2 will take us to some of the loneliest and most isolated places on the planet and the animals and people who live there. And how in some places now, not in the future, robots are replacing people. A robot will always be there for you. And so will we. If you missed an episode in Season 1, please check our archives at apostrophepodcast.ca slash alone together or search Alone Together, a curious exploration of loneliness, wherever you get your pods. The archive has every episode and one of the best comments we received on Twitter this past year. I can't believe this is free. Yes, it is. And every episode is evergreen. And keep checking in with us on social. We have bonus materials and postcards we'll be sending in to stay in touch with you. But before we go, a thank you to the people who make Alone Together possible. Our theme song was composed by Ian Lefevre and Ari Posner. That lone whistle in the beginning becomes a chorus, which is perfectly apt for our show. Before any episode goes to air... Terry O'Reilly, the executive producer, makes sure each word is listenable. He and Debbie O'Reilly, the supervising producer, hear each and every episode the way you, the listener, would. Our other producer, Guillermo Serrano, does the same with every interview we've done this season. We interviewed more than 100 guests and experts in season one, and he takes on the major job of making sure every one of them sound great. Speaking of sounds, our sound engineer, Jeff Devine, takes words and silence and creates a universe of sound. I didn't realize until 10 episodes in how immersive sound can be. But Jeff made bees be. Macaroni and cheese become macaroni-y and cheesy, direct from your ears to your growling stomach, and gave outer space a voice and to the person who gave the show a look and its voice, Callie O'Reilly, the director of Alone Together. What you see from the logo to the design of how we look to what you hear and how we sound, that's all due to Callie. Directors don't have a voice, so I'll like her to have the last words. We may be alone, but we are alone together. We'll see you again in August, but keep checking in. We'll have new bonus episodes. Thanks for listening. My name is Peg Fong, the writer and host. And you know, 25 episodes later, I'm feeling less lonely. I hope you are too. Please check in with us. Stay subscribed. We have lots of bonus material for you over the next few weeks before Season 2 starts. See you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.